You know how that goes. Good evening, good evening. Glad to be here this evening. I was, uh, wasn't looking forward to going back out in the weather, but I was excited to get to church. And uh, I was thinking as we were on our way, I, I really wanted to just turn right back around and go home and stay inside, you know, after you work all day out in it, you don't want to go back out in it. And um, one of the things, we got to go down to Harmony this weekend, and I enjoyed that service so much. And uh, I was, it felt like my cup just got filled up again. You know, it was getting kind of dry. And the more I thought about service, the more I thought, man, I need to get back in there. I want to get some more of that water in that cup. And uh, we're just thankful to have a desire to come to church. And uh, glad the Lord's blessed us. And I want to read this little bit of scripture before we go to the Lord in prayer. But this is in John chapter 9, verse 4. And uh, this has kind of been, I, I guess you could say, kind of a motivation for me here right, lately. But in verse 4 it says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And uh, what a verse. Ain't that the truth? Um, You know, the older I get, the more people I see, not only older, but my age, dying. And uh, it's becoming more apparent to me that I don't have as much time as I thought I did as a kid. And I'm so glad God has given us the ability to serve him and serve him and enjoy it. Um, I don't know of a, a better lifestyle I could have ever lived than to follow the Lord. And um, God's blessed me, and I just I thank him for every day he's given me. And uh, I just, I'm just so thankful for this. But I will ask you to stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Turn it over to the choir. But Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you just watch over the service and be with us and Lord, bless us, each and every one that's come out and those that are watching on the live feed and would love to be here and just can't make it. But, Lord, we just pray that you'd fill the house up with love, Lord, and just bless the Spirit to go out. And, Lord, conviction and uh, the songs and testimony and the preacher, God, just fill them up tonight, Lord, that that your will would be done. We're just so honored and grateful to be here. In your holy name we pray. Amen.
like to ask the church to gather in for altar prayers. We sing that last verse again. being in the Lord's house and I'm I'm surprised there's as many here as there is we got a good crowd and uh, we we want to humble our hearts and and worship the Lord and uh, anybody got unspoken requests any spoken requests Any other requests? No other requests, but ask Ryan to lead us in prayer. If anybody's got a song or testimony, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord, and uh, seemed like uh, I just kind of was reading before church and got this scripture on my mind and and uh, 
It seemed like all the songs they sung in the choir went right along with it, really. But uh, real familiar scripture, it's in the 11th chapter of the book, book of Hebrews. And uh, that's, we call that the faith chapter, and it talks about all the different people that, that lived and had faith in God, trusted God, and, and right down to the 13th verse said, These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now that don't, that don't mean these people didn't get saved. That, mean, that means Jesus hadn't come yet. They hadn't seen him. Uh, they, they all, they hadn't seen him he hadn't been reported to be here. Say it that way. Uh, but God, uh, Jesus said, Abraham uh, rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. And, and I've not seen Jesus with these eyes, but he was revealed to me one day when I was a 15-year-old boy. The preacher preached the gospel and God put it right down here. And uh, so I've seen him too, but persuaded them and, and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And that's, that's declared around here all the time. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. He's got a place prepared. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And uh, he's got a place prepared before the foundation of the world. He had it ready for us. And uh, uh, good to be here tonight. We've got a, we've got a home we're going to. And, and uh, I'm like Jordan said a while ago, the older I get, the more I can, more I can look forward to it. I, it it's coming pretty soon, and uh, and I'm like a song. They sung. Sometimes I get homesick for heaven. Anybody else got anything, song or testimony? I've said it two or three times, but I appreciate everybody getting out in this weather to come to church. And uh, I wouldn't blame nobody for staying home, really. But uh, I'm glad we're here. Nobody else has anything. I'm going to turn over to our pastor. Good to be here, and I feel like Carl. I'm glad to see everybody. It's a great crowd, and I'm glad to have all the visitors, and uh, certainly glad to have Brother Jake. And uh, bless me when I saw him come in back there. Uh, hoping the Lord might let him preach some for sure in a little while. And uh, let me ask again. I, I really have enjoyed already being here. 
I really enjoyed what uh, God gave Brother Carl to say about those scriptures and reading of them and uh, choir singing and everything's blessed me. Uh, but maybe we ought to ask again if somebody's got a song on your heart. If you do, you're welcome to sing it. If God gives you something to sing, it needs to be sung. And even a testimony. Whatever God gives, it, it's, everything's important. God, God's given me stuff for, and I said, well, that wouldn't be needful right now, right here. Of course, that was the devil talking to me. But uh, I've seen just uh, even small testimonies seem to have a great impact on a meeting or a song or just anything. At God's end, it'll, it'll do something. It'll help you. So I'm just I'm thankful to be here tonight. It's already uplifted me. Anybody? All right. If you, if you don't have a song in your heart, that's all right. Uh, but let's be sure with God's help to have a prayer on our heart. I, I believe people's already praying. I feel like that. But let's just press right on into our prayers. There's a lot of things, big things going on in the world. You know, you can read it in the paper and hear it on the TV or the radio. Boy, there's big things going on. Important things. Gigantic things. There's nothing in this world that's going on would be as big as somebody getting saved in that. For somebody to come to Jesus, I'd be way ahead of all of them. So I want you all to pray. Brother Jake, come on if you got something. Just follow your heart. Let's pray for him while he comes. I really appreciate Jake. Thank the Lord for making that trip. Well, we're thankful to be here at Lima tonight. And I uh, hope you all don't get sick of hearing me. I get sick of hearing myself sometimes. But, uh, Lord, I, I'm thankful for uh, the Lord being here tonight. As they were singing that song, it seems like that's kind of been the discussion tonight that uh, I'm homesick for heaven um, I remember the first time I heard that song I, I it's it really spoke to me Taylor I thought how true it is uh, you know we were on this earth and uh, we're told to praise God and we get that desire in our heart uh, but the whole reason we're here is because yeah. we got a longing to go to heaven one day um, I'm excited to be here tonight and I I've I was hoping to get out of preaching. I prayed tonight. I said, Lord, if you'd have me preach, I pray you preach for me where I don't have to preach a lick. But uh, I pray that I was hoping to hear one of these other boys, but it seems like I'm, I'm a man tonight, so you pray for us. Um, if you have your Bibles, I ask you to go with me to the book of Jonah. Um, this is probably the most familiar scripture that's uh, probably in this book, I feel like, almost, uh, besides Jesus dying on the cross. But... I feel like most people have heard this since back in Sunday school or uh, vacation Bible school or maybe just from a grandparent or uh, whoever they may have heard it from. Uh, but this is what God's placed in my heart tonight. I was telling Kenny before church, I said that uh, I've been reading all these places all week and I was hoping God would let me preach some of these other places, but he changed my mind. He said you're supposed to preach here tonight. So um, I'm going to try and follow the Lord, but you pray for us tonight. We'll try and get out of the way. Um, you have your Bibles and Jonah, we'll start in, uh, I'd say we'll start in the 12th verse if you, if you have your Bibles with you. It says, And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that 
for my sake, this great tempest is upon you. And nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not your hands upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast, thou, hast done as it has pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And I'd say that's all the reading for right now that I'm going to do, but... Uh, I, I love this story, and uh, like I said, we've, we've heard it all our entire life. We've grown up hearing the story of Jonah um, and the whale. And you say, well, preacher, do you, do you really believe that a whale swallowed Jonah? Science says that a whale couldn't swallow a man. But I tell you, as much as I believe this book, I believe that if it was the opposite way around and they say that Jonah swallowed the whale, I'd believe that. Uh, that's just how much I believe this book. Uh, I, I believe that... Uh, God had a plan for Jonah. And you say, well, preacher, I don't understand why God would do something uh, so, 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 it's so boisterous, it seems, as if to throw Jonah into the sea and have a whale swallow him. But can I say that you and I are uh, not too far off of where Jonah's at. We've all been in a spot where Jonah was at at this point. Uh, if you remember, uh, Jonah was given orders. He was told uh, he needed to go to a country and preach the gospel and uh, Lord, I believe uh, they said, Jonah said, I'm not going to go. And I, I can picture Jonah not wanting to go to that far country. And Lord, you know the scripture so well, but I just want to try and preach the best I can. Um, I, I believe that uh, you pray for us and I will try and follow the Lord. But I can picture uh, Jonah, once he got the order to go to the country, he said, I'm, I'm going to try and run from the Lord. And I, I can say that uh, I've been in that spot before where I have... God's told me some things I need to do, and it took me a while, Dave. It took me a while to realize, Lord, I, I need to follow you instead of following myself. And uh, I can picture Jonah in this time as he maybe got to a point when he was on the boat and the, the waves started picking up a little bit and the, the wind started to get a little bit heavier. And I believe those other men on the boat, uh, they looked around and they started throwing everything off the boat, trying to make it and do everything they could. But it wasn't what was on the boat, it was who was on the boat, which was the problem. And, uh, Lord, if you remember, I believe in the 8th verse, it says, What is thine occupation, and uh, whence comest thou? What, what is thy country? See, they, they knew that there was uh, something different about Jonah. And as Jonah was on the, the ship, it said, they said unto him, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. I, I think Jonah had to recognize where he was at. And you pray for us. I'm trying to get to a point tonight, folks. But, Lord, if you know the scripture, he says, uh, take me up and throw me. Jonah had to recognize where he was at before something happened. Lord, it takes us recognizing our spot before we can get closer to the Lord. You, and I, I can make this pretty clear tonight. Before you can get closer to the Lord, you've got to know first you're away from the Lord. Amen. And before you get saved, you've got to know you're lost. Amen. And you may say, well, preacher, that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but you can't get closer unless you know you're far away. And I can say Jonah knew it. Knew at that spot when the waves were up, he knew that 
It's my fault that we're here. It's my fault that this ship is almost gone overboard. It's my fault that I stand before you like this and I can picture Jonah maybe just burdened at that moment, Cooper, as he's looking up and saying, God, I should have followed your orders and I should have gone this way, but instead he decided to go the opposite. And I can say as a a lost boy, there's been times when I was under conviction that God said, Jake, you need to get saved. And I didn't want to listen to him, but God, once I followed his direction... Things became easier for me, but this is where I really want to get to tonight. I know that we fall into a lot of times where we try not to listen to the Lord, but I I think that, Tara, like you said, there's people here tonight who need to get saved. There's people all across this country who need to get saved, grandchildren, cousins, nephews, whoever it may be. But if you're not where you're supposed to be, you can't help that person get to where they're supposed to be. So if you're not living where you're supposed to be, you cannot pray for them. But I want to get to this point tonight, if God will let me. It said, uh, in, that, in that second chapter, we know the story that Jonah was uh, cast out of the ship. And he, he volunteered, I believe, Taylor said, throw me overboard. And they cast Jonah out of the ship. And I believe that whale came by and swallowed up Jonah. And I believe it says that Jonah felt like he was in the pit of hell for three days in that belly of that whale. But I want to get to this point in the beginning of chapter 3, if God will let me. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. And that's all the reading I want to do with that because I want to say, Thank God the rest of it don't matter. But Jonah got a second chance. And I can say this tonight, surely. I thank God for second chances. Because sure enough, we don't deserve it, friend. But thank God we serve a God who has mercy that goes way on and endures forever. And Terry, I want to recycle something you told me one day. You told the church this. I never forgot it. You said, can I tell you the difference between mercy and grace? And you said, mercy is not getting something that you do deserve. And grace is getting something that you don't deserve. And that's, that stuck out to me so much. Because surely I can relate to that. That Lord, I didn't deserve heaven, but thank God, God showed enough grace that I got to go. Surely I deserved hell, but I believe the Book of Psalms says that His mercy it endureth forever. Lord God, made another scripture in my heart. Do you remember after Christ had just died, been buried for three days, and He arose? Peter and John ran into the tomb, and John came back and he looked at Peter, and he Peter ran right into the tomb. And I can picture as uh, maybe a little bit later on, as Jesus is on the shore and all the disciples are in the boat, Peter swam out and said, I believe that's my master on the other side. As Peter got to the shore, I can picture Jesus Christ looking at him and saying, Peter, do you love me? He said, yeah, Lord. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yeah, Lord, I do. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, thou knowest I love you, love you, Lord. He said, well, feed my sheep. Lord Peter, I want you to feed my lambs. He said, I wonder, you say, well, preacher, why did he ask him three times? Do you remember, as I believe it was the Peter who stood with Christ and he said, Lord, I'll go with you all the way, even till the end. He said, Peter, before the cock crows, you'll deny me thrice. Three times he denied him. And three times he said, Peter... Do you love me? Lord, I can say, thank God we serve a God who gives second chances. Because Lord knows, sure enough, there's people here today. I'm sure there's people here tonight. Even if it wasn't for a second chance, Lord knows where your soul would be at. Lord knows where we'd be. 
Because I know that we serve a God who's able and we serve a God who's willing to give that second chance. Lord, it doesn't matter what the rest of the story says. Peter got a second chance. Peter went to that country to preach. I believe it was Tarshish. He said, I believe that this is going to be a great revival. One of the greatest revivals this world's ever seen. I can say that our God is capable of second chances tonight. Lord, Taylor, that's all I got tonight, but I swear that's what I feel I need to preach. And if it's okay, I'd love to have Taylor sing a song. Church, if you will, I want you to stand with me. You might be here tonight and you say, Preacher, I've been doing some wrong for quite a while. I need to get closer. I say God serves a second. He gives second chances. And I'll say this tonight. I believe in the book of Psalms 136, if I can find it. Lord, I won't find it. It says, Lord, thank God that His mercy endureth forever. And then a whole chapter over and over says that His mercy endureth forever. Lord, I want to thank God today because when I was lost heading for a devil's hell, Lord, He saw fit to reach down, grab my hand and pull me up and say, Lord, thank God for a second chance. Because if I'd have waited, Lord, then I wouldn't have had a second chance if it wasn't for the Lord. But I can say this tonight. If you're here today and you said, Preacher, I need to get closer. Preacher, I want to see my kids get saved. Lord, I beg of you to come on this altar tonight. Lord, that's what we're here for tonight. You say that this world, the weather's a little bad, the crowd's a little low, but God's here. That's all that matters. Lord, I believe it says where two or three are gathered in the midst, I'll be with you. Well, I say there's more than two or three of us tonight. If they sing this song, whatever's on your heart, you might feel led to come tonight. Whatever your heart is, I beg of you to come. Won't you move tonight? How about it tonight? Won't you move? Appreciate the preaching and that song, and, and uh, in just a little bit, you can sing some more of that. I love that song. I, I could really relate, and I felt the Lord in that preaching. It's godly preaching. I can really relate to God wanting me to come a certain way, and I went the other way. And uh, when I was a young man, sat in church, preacher would preach, and God stirred my heart, and I'd realize I need to get saved, just like you was preaching. You've got to realize you need to get saved before you can get saved. And, and there's times that instead of coming to the altar, I'd go out the door. Things just got worse. The devil told me if I just get out, get out of the church and go on out, that I'd ease up. I'd feel okay. But he lied to me. And as I went on, my troubles got worse, and and uh, I, I, I agonized about that. But God gave me another chance, and I praise God uh, that when I come to Him, He saved my soul. And boy, I'm telling you, uh, He's a God of mercy and grace tonight. Uh, just like Brother Jacob's preaching about. <clears throat> What I'd like to ask you to do right now, and it's a personal choice and a personal move, I'd like to ask everybody to consider where you're at. If you're saved, and Jake preached uh, some to us too, if, if we're saved and not, not where we need to be with the Lord, uh, instead of going away from him, if we need to come to the altar, well, come on. 
But especially tonight, if you're here and you're lost, this is an opportunity to have eternal life and peace and joy in your soul. I tried to figure out what it felt like before I got saved. I didn't even come close to it. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Say, please. And, and you that need to come, come. You don't have to have fancy words. Just come and talk to Jesus. And we'll, we'll talk to him for you. But you come. Will you come? Would you just take a step and head this way? My experience was, and I've heard other people say this, that first step was the hardest one. But God helped me make the first step. I didn't even have to make it by myself, W.L. God helped me make that first step. And boy, when I made that first step, it helped me. And I came to the altar, and I prayed, and I prayed, and, and asked what I got saved. Would you come tonight? Please come. You don't have to have a fancy testimony. You don't have to have fancy words. I'm sure my grammar wasn't correct when I prayed and God didn't care. And I didn't care either. God, please have mercy on me. And I said these words, I've told them many times. When I was praying and I was really concerned and my heart was broken and I knew I was on the way to hell. God, please save me. If you don't save me, I'm a goner. A goner. I mean, I was done for. Hell was going to be my home. Would you come tonight? Would you please come? You know, uh, Linda, if you could sing that song, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Can you do that? If you could sing that, I, I just come across my mind so many times, and I, I like those songs the congregation sang already, but I want you to think about this. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. And if you get saved, he'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. Would it not be a shame to go through life without the best thing there is and then at the wind-up have to die and go down to a place called hell? Would you please come while she sings? Best thing that ever happened to me. I'll pray. It'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. Would you come tonight? Listen to this. Pray, church. I know you are, but pray. Please pray. When I was Amen. Strong, I can't repay Please, Lord, help us. You've given me. Amen. Boy, listen. You've been my friend. Yeah, he's my friend. When no one cares. You all are my friends. Boy, Linda's a great friend. You were there. <laughs> but he's Lord, the best friend I've ever had. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. To me. If there's a need in your life, if you need to get saved, come and let's talk to God about it. Come and let's pray. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Let God have his way. If you need to get closer to the Lord, you come. If boy, I can see that picture. Jake preached about Jonah. God said, go this way. And Jonah said, I'm going that way. But when Jonah went that way, it didn't work so good. But when he got back on track, boy, God blessed him. If you'll come God's way, 
God will bless you. Would you come? Please come. I'd like to pray with you. I'd like for you to pray, and I'd like for us to pray with you. If you're lost, like to see you get saved. If you need to get closer to God, I'd like to see you do that. God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. But you know, everybody in God's army is a volunteer. You gotta come voluntarily. You gotta come voluntarily. Your move. Please come. Lord, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. I God gave his son to die on the cross. We sure do owe it all to him. He died, rose again. He's alive. Because he lives, we can live. Will you come? Your choice. You want to say something else, Jake? You want to say thank you? Appreciate all those songs. And could be here tonight. I went about as far as I can feel like the Lord's leading. And still I got a burden. And and still the altar's open. You know, even we quit singing, quit talking. You feel like coming to all you can. I've over the years I couldn't tell you how many people I've seen come to the altar after church was dismissed. Maybe God had been dealing with them and dealing with them. They'd been wrestling with it and They'd wait, church already dismissed. And I sure don't recommend people to wait. I mean, come just as soon as God calls. But I do recommend if God's calling and church is dismissed and you feel like coming, you still come. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, whenever God's calling, that's the invitation. Yeah, that's it. Any words from anybody before we come to close? Sure, good to be here. I appreciate Jake coming, appreciate him preaching. Appreciate everybody cheer. This is a great crowd. All right. Anything else at all? Oh, Brother Denny be preaching. Okay. Appreciate you announcing that. This Saturday will be the association meeting. That's at Samaria in St. Mary's, Ohio, 5 o'clock. Brother Denny Hunter be preaching. Boy, and I'm looking forward to going to that meeting. So uh, that's down where Brother Jack Burns is a pastor. And, uh, that meeting's for everybody. We've been really emphasizing and focusing on it. Uh, uh, it's for men and women, young and old, and uh, we just encourage everybody to come. We'll be glad to have you. And we've got a good moderator. Brother Brent's our moderator, and we really, I'm serious. We really appreciate it. Thank the Lord for it. Okay, and anybody else? All right, if not, we'll ask those that still seated to stand. We'll ask Cooper to pray the dismissal.